Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there? Today it is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. It's Wednesday. We're going to play it. Here we go. everybody doing out there today all right told you i'd be back look at that tuesday wednesday i might could get used to doing this every day let's go let's do this (laughs) no but seriously let's do this i I, i'm really getting tired of my job i need to do this full time so (laughs) all right so what are we going to talk about today i'm going to turn you down a little bit music all right, so I got, oddly enough, even though we just talked yesterday, I've got quite a bit to talk about today, um, and I'm not going to get into everything just yet. Um, first, I want to talk about our other sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's Christian Lawson watches at christianlawson.com promo code dtom 30% guys come on graduation's coming up right let's buy your kid a nice watch for graduation say congratulations you know young man or young woman and uh, here's a watch so you know what time it is thing is though I, these aren't digital watches now these are analog so hopefully you know your your kids can tell time without it being digital and I'm not being facetious, I'm being serious. <laughs> so, a couple other things, guys. Make sure to please uh, share this show, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, 
make sure that you subscribe. Number one, you're already listening to the show. You know it's the best podcast out there. I know you know this. So go ahead and subscribe to the show and then share it with your friends. Tell them what the show is all about. We're not too political necessarily. Uh, I pretty much equally offend everybody. Uh, I'm what you would call an equal opportunity, equal offender. I don't know. Equal opportunity offender. There we go. So uh, also follow us on social media. If you're on any of the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the Ticker Talker, where it don't trade on America, and on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. Um, you can check out the show at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, you can message the show. You can ask questions. If you uh, subscribe to the email from, or not the email, but from to the website, you can message me from there. I get emails through that uh, website, so you can do that. And I encourage you to do so because, you know, wherever you may be, you know, throughout the country, we can take, uh, you know, any questions, any concerns. If you have a story that's interesting in your area and you want me to talk about it, then that's fine too. And, uh, you know, we can do those things. And uh, you guys can be part of the show. I'll give you credit, you know. I mean, Chris is probably, if he listens to this, he'll roll his eyes and be like, you never give me credit, motherfucker, which is not true. I try to give him as much credit as possible. All right, on with the show. All right, so today is, like I said at the top of the show, April 19th, 2023, which is also the, uh, it's something. What, what happened today? Oh, yeah, so 28 years ago was the Oklahoma City bombing. That was 28 years ago today. 168 people were killed, including 19 children. Um, I did a show, of course, of course I did a show, right, about um, this whole situation. And I don't know if that music's too loud or not, but to me it sounds real loud. That's, that's as low as it's going to, oh, I can't even freaking do it. Um, I did a show... And I think I did it last year. I know I did it on the anniversary, so I'm just, pardon me for that. I'm trying to get this music. I can just turn down here. <laughs> and uh, I guess I, I probably should have done this before I uh, did, did logged on to do the show, but I'll do it real quick. Um, I think it was last year, and I think it was on this date last year. I'll... I'll find out for you guys here. Just give me give me a minute here. Hold on. Hold on. What are we looking for? April 19th. Uh, April 2nd. April 13th. April 15th. 18th. Yep. April 20th. So April 20th, I did uh, last year. I did a show on the Oklahoma City body, body bombing. Uh, I personally think it was a, a real good show. And uh, I, I encourage you if you if you haven't listened to it, go back, look at our archives. It's you know it's listed on whatever podcast app you're listening to. It was uh, April 20th of last year. I had some interviews, and I, I focused on a certain police officer, and uh, that was involved in this whole situation, uh, a hero, who uh, fell on some dark times after the fact. And I have uh, interviews from his wife 
or girl, uh, ex-wife, wife, I think they got divorced, but they were trying to get things back together, if I remember correctly. And there were some very disturbing things that happened after that. So like I said, I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't already done so, or even if you have. Listen to it again. Uh, it's very interesting who a lot of people think the Oklahoma City bombing was about. I mean, we can we could talk about it, but I, I really don't want to get into it. I have other things to talk about. And um, the local news coverage that was happening in Oklahoma City around the same time that the national news coverage was happening is very interesting and I have all of that on that show so please I encourage you if you haven't listened to it please go and listen to it after you're you're done with this show (laughs) all right so real quick I want to make a correction from yesterday's show on the shooting in Kansas City now I had said that I of course I didn't have names I said old man killed a kid uh correction Old man, his name is Andrew Lester, 84, shot uh, Ralph Yarl, 16-year-old. So let's get that correct, number one. Uh, Yarl is not dead. He um, obviously was was shot, I think, twice. Uh, Is home recovering, so he's doing better now for, thank God for, you know, for his sake, for his family's sake. So he's doing well. And, uh... But this is what I want to talk about. Now, even though, like I said yesterday, this should not be a national story. It shouldn't be. This should be a Kansas City, Missouri story. Or even Kansas City, for those of you that don't know, it spreads across two states. It's Missouri and uh, Kansas. Um, so, But it should be a regional story. We shouldn't know about this. Like I told you, I gave you three different stories yesterday of similar situations. And you've only probably, unless you live in those particular areas, you only heard of this one. Why? Um, The national media, and there's a microphone, Don. (laughs) The national media, and I don't care who it is. Let me interrupt this. If if you guys can't tell, I know you can't see me because I don't record this anymore, uh, video. I talk with my hands. Okay, the microphone is right in my face, so that's when I hit the microphone. So, sorry about that. Anyway, so the national media, and I don't care who it is, Fox, MSNBC, doesn't matter. I don't care. CNN, whatever. This is what I mean. You know, we are made to believe that Lester, uh, the, the older gentleman, Andrew Lester, is a racist. The old man shot this innocent little black boy. And what, what, what you, what do you know? Is you have to know this, this, this old man, and and I'm gonna focus on his age, 84 years old. Okay, I'm about to be 50, so you're talking a person 34, 35 years older than I am, and I, as a 49 year old, currently man. If I had this situation happen, the results would probably be the same. And it has nothing to do with this kid being black. What it has to do with is this. Now, I wrote all this down, so I want to try and remember what I wrote. And here I am spitballing. I'm going off the cuff again because, hi, I'm Don, right? So what we know is that you have an old man who was awakened at 10 p.m. by someone ringing his doorbell. 
when he approached the door, now this house had a, a front door, okay, but I, then they had uh, like a screen porch, essentially, like a like a um, like a breezeway, I guess, and that breezeway had a door, so there was a like a glass, like a sunroom type door. Um, that's where the doorbell was. That's where Yarl was ringing the doorbell. So when the old man opens the door. These are his words, because he spoke to the police, and which he probably shouldn't have without a lawyer, but whatever. Um, he sees this kid, doesn't know how old he is. I mean, Jarl is not a child. I mean, he's 16. Yes, he is a child. I shouldn't say that. But he's, I think someone said he was 5'10", 6 foot, somewhere around there. He's, he's a big dude. He's, he's not a little kid in stature. Yes, 16 is young. I'm not saying anything about that. But with everything going on around the country, and I don't know, aren't uh, Andrew Lester from Adam, right? He might be as liberal as they come and constantly watch CNN. I don't know. He could be extreme right wing, and he could be racist. I don't know. I don't care. I'm basing this on how what we see in the news media, no matter who you watch, we see <laughs> constant home invasions, uh, people walking down the street, getting hit with a bottle, getting hit with a bat, uh, these riots going on in, in different cities around the country. When you're, when you're an older, especially when you're 80-something years old, and you, your only defense is a gun. You don't have time to call 911. You don't have time to do these things. Someone's ringing your doorbell at 10 o'clock. You're not expecting any visitors. Are you supposed to interview this person? If, let's say, if Lester opens the door, can I help you? And let's say Jarl was up to no good and kicked in the door and beat the shit out of this old man. How would we, we number one, we, we would have never even heard about this story. I'll tell you that right now. And, uh, then what? So, Lester could watch the news every day and see what's going on around the country. Possibly even in Kansas City, for that matter. And he opens the door at 10 o'clock at night, and there's some dude outside trying to come in his front door. So, as far as he knows... He's being burglarized. Now, that belief, though wrong, I mean, according to what we, we know of the case, of what we're being told, I should say, could actually become a defense as Lester faces charges of first-degree assault and armed criminal action for shooting the 16-year-old uh, Jarl. Yes, he was arrested, Lester. Uh, you know... The kid, um, and this is all going to base around Missouri Stand Your Ground Law. So most of the states have some form of a Stand Your Ground Law. So like in Florida, it's called the Castle Doctrine. Most of the country, most of the states, it's called a Castle Doctrine or Stand Your Ground Law or whatever. And there's, and not every state is the same. Some, I think New Jersey, New York, you have to actually try to retreat like your last possible line of defense is is lethal force 
That's after you've tried to escape. Which is bullshit. I'm sorry. This is my house. Whether I live in Florida, California, Missouri, New York. I pay for these bills. Government doesn't pay for these bills. It's my house. If I believe someone's coming in to do harm to me, fuck them. Okay? That's the good thing about Florida because that's the law. Guess what? (laughs) That's the law of Missouri too. So... What is Missouri Stand Your Ground Law? In 2007, Missouri law allows people... Now, I'm going to read this. This is this is the law. This isn't the DTOM version of what I think it should be. This isn't even the Florida law. I mean, it's very similar. This is Missouri, okay? Missouri's laws allows people to use... Now, listen to me closely. To use deadly force under certain circumstances... Oh, well, Don, circumstance, it doesn't mean Yarl was in there to kill him. Hold on, there's a comma there, kind of like in the Second Amendment. There's a comma, including against someone who, listen to me closely, who attempts to unlawfully enter a dwelling, residence, or a vehicle that is occupied. Andrew Lester occupying his house at 10 o'clock at night. Doorbell ringing. He opens the door, sees someone, white, black, Hispanic, doesn't matter. 16, 25, 36, doesn't matter. You're not IDing the person. You see a person ringing your doorbell, coming in the door. Based on Missouri stand your ground law, (laughs) he has the right to use deadly force. When he believes someone is attempting to unlawfully enter his dwelling, he sees him opening the door. He's entering his dwelling. He wasn't out by the mailbox. He wasn't looking in his garbage can. He was going in the fucking door. Was over, and, and this really has nothing to do with anything. It was passed by a Republican-led legislator, then Governor Matt Blunt, uh, a Republican, who cares? Who cares if he's Republican, Democrat, Independent, an alien from fucking Mars? Who cares? It's the fucking law. Okay? The law... <laughs> let, me, let me emphasize. The law ensures law-abiding Missourians will not be punished when they use force to defend themselves and their families from attacks in their own homes or vehicles. I'm going to read that again. The law ensures law-abiding Missourians will not be punished when they use force. Yar's still alive. Thankfully... He's still alive. Now, I'm going to base my thankfulness under the assumption that Jarl was innocently there to pick up his brother like they're saying. And the reason I say that is we don't know. We don't know the story. We know that the old man said what he said, and that's the facts of the case. Because there's no witnesses other than the two people involved. The kid's going to say, I was there to pick up my brother. I went to the wrong house. Okay, Let's assume he's telling the truth and he was an outstanding kid. He's an honor roll student. Good. Mistaken identity. Old man got fidgety. Whatever. Why 
in the hell was Andrew Lester arrested. He followed the law. Now, and I'll go back and even say this. If you're, um, I, I don't remember the kid's name, Yarl, what was his first name? Ralph. If you're Ralph Yarl, okay, now I'm going to say this using their words. Ralph Yarl was, this is the story we're being told, was there to pick up his brother, right? Did he know the person's house in which he was going to, to pick up his brother? Okay. And, and the reason I ask that question is if I go to a friend's house, like if I go to Chris's house, okay, I don't just open the door. <laughs> Even when he's expecting me to show up, hey, be here at one, we're going to, you know, cook out. Cool. I don't just go in the house. If I don't knock on the door, I at least call him, hey, we're here, you know. So, what, where I'm going with this is, Jarl had to believe that he was picking up his brother, based on the story. So, if you know the person's house in which you're going to, how are you at the wrong house? You know this place well enough that you're going to open the front door. How are you at the wrong house? I mean, do you understand where I'm going with this? So, the way I see this happening is, number one, Lester should have never been arrested. Based on Missouri law, he did what he thought he needed to do. They're throwing some bullshit statutes, criminal mischief and whatever, at him to appease the public. Okay? That's all this is about. Okay? He's going to go to court. He's going to be arraigned. He's already posted bail. This will go to court. And all that's going to happen is it's going to be a shitstorm. And why do I say that? Number one, Lester's going to get off. Okay? Uh, then, I mean, a 84-year-old man, he might just let dead dogs lie and be done with it. But don't be surprised if you don't see him suing the state, the county, the city, whatever, for wrongful arrest and prosecution. Because based on Missouri's stand-your-ground law, he should have never been arrested. He called 911. It's like he drugged the body out to the road. It's like, I mean, he didn't know. He thought someone was breaking into his house. Based on your law, Missouri and Florida and most of the states around this country. He did what he lawfully thought he should have done. He didn't have an AR-15. He didn't have a deadly assault weapon. He had a 32 caliber revolver. Right? Then this happens today. So, see, I'm going to play this, and you tell me what you think. Just moments ago, students and faculty from Yarl's High School walking out in support, chanting, we love you, Ralph, and justice for Ralph. 
NBC News correspondent Maggie Vespa is live in Kansas City, Missouri. Maggie, we're getting new details about President Biden calling the young man. Uh, bring us up to speed on all that. Yeah, the White House just confirming that call that we had heard about from the Yarrow family attorney yesterday and kind of releasing a lengthy statement about the things the president said to try and cheer up the 16-year-old who is now home from the hospital, recovering again, Andrea, from being shot in the head and the arm, among the things they included in that statement, just talking about Ralph telling the president about how lucky he is to be home with a mom who's not just a nurse, but also a physical therapist, can help in his recovery. He told the president, according to the White House, that he wants to study chemical engineering at Texas A&M, and we were told by his aunt that because that's one of the hardest programs to get into, and that's what makes Ralph wants to do it. We guess the president joked with Ralph about maybe you should consider the University of Delaware and plugging his home state there. And then they talked about their love of music and then also obviously some somber moments, the president vowing to continue his fight against gun violence. And we also know the president invited Ralph to the White House. Uh, the family attorney telling us yesterday this left Ralph on cloud nine because, and that obviously, as you can imagine, is so vital given what this team has gone through. His aunt, Dr. Faith Spoonmore, telling us yesterday he's still, five days after this, this freak shooting happened, he's still in utter disbelief. Take a listen. He has his good times where he's like, when we remind him, like, Ralph, you're alive, buddy. And then he has the times where it's like, why? I did nothing wrong. Why? I did nothing wrong. And he just cannot understand why. Now, I'll tell you why. Because he was at the wrong house. And because of the news media pumping the shit out of the fact that white versus black, black versus white, and all you see is crime, old man was scared. And according to Missouri law, he did what he was legally allowed to do. Period. Now my question is this. Did fucking Poopy Pants McGee <laughs> invite him to the White House? Okay. Now, by all accounts, this kid, Yarl, is probably a good kid. Okay? I don't care that he's black, white, Hispanic. I don't care. Honor roll student, played in the band, good. I'm glad he's alive. Okay? <sighs> he's invited to the White House. On top of that, you have dumbass in the White House invite the Memphis Three to the White House. Or Tennessee Three, whatever they're called. The jackasses that, you know, whatever. What about the families? from the Nashville shooting who lost their kids and their loved ones? What about the heroes from the Nashville shooting? The two cops that took that transvestite, whatever her name was, Hale, whatever, I don't care, down. No, no. I'm not saying that this kid doesn't deserve to have a phone call from the president and be invited. I'm not saying that. What about other victims? Gun violence. I, I vow to do whatever for gun violence. This old man didn't hunt this motherfucker down and shoot him. The kid was coming in his house. That's a clean shoot. 
According to Missouri law, that is a clean shoot. You guys are digging a hole. What's going to happen is this. The kids walk out of school today and protest and whatever for the kid. Why? Why did they do that? The old man was arrested. The kid's still alive. Why are you walking out? Save it because what's going to end up happening is this old man's going to get off. Then you're going to have a shitstorm. Thankfully, Jarl survived and he's fine. Or it probably would be much worse. All right. The Disney and DeSantis drama continues, but it has a twist. Okay. So you've probably heard this already. And I'm going to, being a a Floridian, a DeSantis, as a, as a Florida resident, I, I have very kind words for our governor. Okay, now he has not announced that he's running for president. Probably will, hasn't, whatever. As the governor of Florida, he's my man. If he decides to run for president, it's up in the air, and I'll get to that in a little while. But this is how stupid <laughs> everybody, everybody on Twitter, the national media, and most of the podcasts that I listen to are. And this is why I think you guys are dumb. Okay? And, and this is me, Don Q, Don't Tread on America, whatever. Things you need to know are specifics. Okay. So you have the whole DeSantis Disney drama, the Reedy Creek area, the whole King Caboodle. And if you're from Montana, you probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But just listen. The, the title of this article is Disney Taunts DeSantis with Perfectly Timed Announcement. I'm going to read it as it's wrote. Who could have predicted a few years ago that the names Disney and DeSantis would be paired together so often, or who accurately positioned each other against each other. Disney fans, particularly Walt Disney World Resorts fans or Florida residents, have watched in shock as Florida's supposedly conservative, this is how it's written, leader, Governor Ron DeSantis, wages a political war of sorts against Disney World and its Reedy Creek Improvement District. The list of grievances between DeSantis and Disney has grown long, but now tensions have just heightened as Disney World has, in a, in a way, fired some teasing shots in the Florida governor's direction. One of the most well-known points of contention between the Walt Disney uh, Company and Governor Ron DeSantis involves uh, LGBTQIA+, whatever in the fuck all that means. Rights, which many Disney fans or Florida residents know. And Disney has just made a tongue-in-cheek gesture that seems to mock um, DeSantis and his most recent hostile comments about Disney. On Monday, shortly after the governor's recent negative comments, Disney just happened to post an in-depth tweet about its upcoming Disneyland event that focuses on LGBTQIA plus rights. The event is called 
Disneyland after Dark Pride Night. It's a, and it's described in Disney Parks blog post from last week as separate ticketed event from the rest of Disneyland after Dark, which celebrates LGBTQ2, blah, 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 whatever. Why am I slowly reading what I'm saying? The, this event will take place June 13th and June 15th within Disneyland. And Disneyland guests will be pleased by the themed entertaining Disney characters. Blah, 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 blah. Why am I reading that slowly? Hmm. Why? The media, your mainstream podcasters, all the dumbasses on Twitter are so focused. Aha! Look, Disney got them. Haha, <laughs> they're doing a pride event. Fuck you. They're doing a pride event at Disneyland. What are you going to do about it? You know what DeSantis is going to say? Not a goddamn thing because Disneyland's in motherfucking California, so go fuck yourself. How about that? If Disney wants to be the big boy and fucking square up, fucking do the shit at Disney World. Because Disney World, or better yet, the Magic Kingdom, is in Orlando. Well, Kissimmee, but you know. Disneyland is in Anaheim, California, where all the freak shows are anyway. So, before you want to be like, ha ha, Disney got him. We got him. You ain't get shit. <laughs> you didn't get shit. Okay, you're having a fucking pro- a gay pride event. You probably have that shit every year. Because isn't June gay pride month or whatever? Cool. You didn't get anything on DeSantis. Because you announced a gay event on the 13th and 15th of June at Disneyland. California. Now, had you announced that for Disney World at the Magic Kingdom? Different story. I probably wouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> and why am I saying Disney World, Magic Kingdom? Disney World is, a, is, a, is an area. Disney World encompasses the Magic Kingdom, which is what people call Disney. Epcot, uh, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and then all the shit that's in between. Disneyland is a single park in Anaheim, California, which is where your gay pride event will be. So buy your tickets now. Then, as the back and forth goes, today, DeSantis's Reedy Creek board fires planning board and takes over. <laughs> so there you go. Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board of Supervisors appointed by Governor DeSantis to take over Reedy Creek Improvement District unanimously votes to terminate the planning and zoning board members and appoint themselves as the local planning agencies. So, there you go. There's your answer to your gay pride event that's happening on the other fucking side of the country. Cool. (laughs) Why is all this happening? Now... It all started with the quote-unquote don't say gay bill, which is actually called the Parental Rights and Education Act, which doesn't mention the phrase don't say gay in it. Another myth made up by the media. Nowhere in that does it say anything about being gay or not being gay. What it says is teachers are not allowed to discuss sexual situations with 
kindergarten through fourth graders. What the fuck is wrong with that? Do you need little Johnny that's in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade to go to school where his uh, gay, lesbian, LGBTQ, whatever teacher asking questions that don't need to be asked? And I would say that doesn't need to be addressed K through 12. Now, most of you guys know when you were in high school, you probably had like like clubs, right? Social clubs, yeah, like math club and chess club and astronomy club and this club and that club, right? So have a gay club. Have a LBGQ, whatever it's called, club. I mean, you're not surprising the kids. People know, these kids know in school who's gay. I mean, it's it's cool to be gay now, so... It's not. It's a surprise that you know Bobby's over there gay and Susie's a lesbian. Who cares? Let them be gay. Fine. That's their problem. That's their parents' problem. If they want to join a club and talk about it after school time. Cool. Once again, does it need to be taught in school? Do you need to be asking these questions? No. It's not the teacher's business to do that. Then, <laughs> then. Today, don't say gay expansion requested by DeSantis. Approved. The Florida Board of Education. This really pissed him off, right? The Florida, <laughs> the Florida Board of Education on Wednesday approved a ban on classroom instruction. Now, this is important, so listen. Classroom instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades. Expanding the law, critics say the quote-unquote don't say gay at the request of Governor DeSantis as he gears up for an expected presidential run. The proposal will take place, or I'm sorry, will take effect after a procedural notice period that uh, lasts about a month, according to the Education Department spokesperson. So it'll probably fall more into next school year because school ends in May. So the rule change would ban lessons on, now this is where it's important, would ban lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity from grades 4 to 12. Mm. <sighs> Sorry. Unless required by existing state standards or as part of a reproductive health instruction that students can choose not to take. So, in other words, if you have bio uh, biology or whatever, sexual education, it's more than likely an elective. You don't have to take it. But do you need to talk about it in math class, English? Science, social studies, world history, no, no. <laughs> the kids that want to take those classes can take those classes. The Santos administration put forward the proposal last month as part of Republicans' aggressive conservative agenda, with the governor leaning heavily into cultural divides ahead of his looming White House candidacy. So this will get him rolling again today, I'm sure. Now, a couple of things with this whole Disney and DeSantis situation, you have Trump coming out. Now, like I said, DeSantis can come out tomorrow and say, I'm running for president. Okay, it's not going to happen anytime soon because they're waiting for another bill to pass and we'll cross that bridge when it when it comes up. Um, and the reason I say that is in Florida, if you're governor or a local, like a state politician, you can't run for federal office, whether it's Senate, Congress, President, whatever. 
as a current governor, whatever, you have to have leave your position. Now, they're trying to get a bill passed in the state of Florida that will allow Governor DeSantis to stay governor while he runs for president. And why is that important? Well, the reason it's important is this. There's obviously no guarantee that he's going to win, right? It could be Trump. It could be him. It could be someone else. Um, if DeSantis were to come out and say, I'm running for president, he has to stop being governor. He still has two and a half years left. He just won, right? Or I guess three and a half years. Anyway, um, if he uh, loses, he still he doesn't get to come back and be governor. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of what he's waiting for is that legislation to be passed, which more than likely it will be because the Republicans have a supermajority in the House. They pretty much get anything pushed through that they want. Thus, these bills that are coming through now. Um, Trump comes out the other day, yesterday I think it was, on Truth and is bashing DeSantis for his his Disney feud. Okay. Now, as far as Trump is concerned, he feels that DeSantis is his main challenger. Fine. Uh, even though DeSantis hasn't proclaimed that he's running, I get it. The problem is, is you're fighting or you're you're arguing about the stuff that he's doing in the state in which he is governor that concerns his constituents, the people that voted for him, are concerned about these things. You, sir, are a resident of Florida. You, if you're a conservative and you're Donald Trump, ex-president, and you are who you say you are, should be concerned about these Disney things. You should probably just keep your mouth shut because what it looks like now is that you're on Disney's side about this stuff. It sounds like you think it's okay that Disney's doing these things. That's the way I hear it. Now, if you see him as your opponent and you want to criticize him, I get you. Pick your battles. These are the things they're going to get people like me who voted for you twice to not vote for you. Right now, like I said, DeSantis could come out today and say, I'm running for president. Doesn't mean I'm voting for DeSantis. Hmm. Doesn't mean I'm voting for Trump. I got to hear what's going on because there's a new person in the mix. And I'm not talking about uh, Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or... Anyone else? Pompeo said he's not doing it. It's not his time, he says. Um, it's a new challenger on the Democratic side. And I'm very interested in this person. And I'll talk about him in just a second. I have one more Florida piece of news, and I'm sorry to Florida you guys out. But uh, this is an interesting law that they're passing or it hasn't passed, but it will. <laughs> like I said, it, it will. And uh, the reason I say this is important, because even though it's a Florida thing, and I think it's an, in another state, it just passed in, I um, think, Mississippi also, it's very important for people like you and me who have guns, carry guns, love guns. This is very important. 
because of everything that's happening across the country nationally. A Florida bill could ban purchase codes for firearms and ammo purchases. Cool, right? <laughs> so what does that what does it all mean, Basil? A new bill is making its way through the Florida legislature that would prohibit payment processors from discriminating against businesses and citizens who sell or purchase firearms and ammunition in the Sunshine State. House Bill 221 prohibits uh, credit card companies and banks from assigning special codes to categorize firearm businesses while prohibiting the use of registries that would keep record of legal gun owners. Similar, it's similar to a Mississippi bill that was signed by Governor Tate Reeves on April 13th. Now, say what you want about DeSantis. Criticize him on this parent education rights. <laughs> Don't say gay, whatever you want to call it. Criticize him on Disney. You could, you know, Trump, he needs to be focused on other things other than Disney. He is. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit B. The concealed weapons situation last week. Exhibit C, three weeks ago. CBDCs are not going to be allowed in this state. He's concerned with national things that are concerning his constituents in this state. This special code situation from credit card companies is a national thing. He can't, as governor of Florida, can't control the national situation. He can control the Florida situation. He can't control the national CBDC situation. He can control the Florida situation. You understand? So he's, in essence, he's taking national situations that can, that can consider, that, um, that go against every one of us in these 50 states. But he can't control those situations in Georgia and Texas and California and wherever else, but he can control them here. Now, why is he doing that? Well, my personal opinion is he's doing this to become president, whether it's this go-around or the next go-around. He's going to pass these laws that concern, that are national instances that, that go against every single one of us in this country but since he can't control that, he can control it here. And then he's going to say, see what I did in Florida? I stopped CBDCs. See what I did in Florida? I stopped them from coding firearm and ammo purchases. You see what I did in Florida? I got constitutional carry that has never been passed in that state. You see what I did in Florida? I, you know, I passed a bill for parents' educational rights. You see what I did? I took this build this this amnesty away from Disney because of something that they signed 50 some odd years ago because at the time what was Florida when people thought of Florida 50 60 years ago what did they think about Daytona and Miami right there was no sports the only thing that was Florida as far as tourist was concerned were beaches Okay, those of you that know anything about anything, and if you know what I'm gonna, if you know, you know what I'm about to say. Disney, where Disney World is, sixty years ago, was swampland, literally. It's 
not far from where I live. Okay? From Ocala to, well, I can go north of Ocala, but we'll just say Ocala. Lake City. We'll go Lake City. How's that sound? Lake City, which is North Florida, down to Okeechobee. Okay? And I'm going to say Brandon, which is just east of Tampa, all the way over to Yeehaw Junction. If you know, you know. Yes, there's a town called Yeehaw Junction. There you go. From in that area, north to south, east to west, there was horses, horse farms, cattle farms, strawberry fields, orange groves, and swamp. That's all that was in this part of the state. Tampa was Tampa. You had the clear water. You had the beaches. On the East Coast, you had Daytona down to Miami, beaches. People came to Florida. That's where they went. They didn't come to the center of Florida. There's nothing to see here. But I'm telling you, if you're not from Florida, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Because when people think Florida, they think sunshine, beaches, and Disney. 60 years ago, <laughs> it was sunshine and beaches and then barren land in between. If you're from Florida, I've, I, I'm not, I wasn't born here, but I've lived here for 40, 40-some-odd 40 years, okay? And even when I was a kid, and I was in central Florida, where I'm at now for the most part, for most of that time, I'm telling you, orange groves, strawberry fields, as far as the eye can see, now it's different, okay? Those Things were passed for Disney to be in Florida. Yes, to help our economy. Great, thanks. What are you going to do? Keith Oberman comes out the other day. I think Disney should just pack up and leave and go to Puerto Rico. Yeah, because that's a better choice. (laughs) You do that. Number one. Number two, Keith, have you never been to Disney? It's pretty much uh, an infrastructure situation. It's not a fucking carnival. They can't pack up the fucking animals on a train and roll out of town. There's not pinched tents. It's fucking there. They ain't packing up shit and leaving. Because they can't. What Disney's going to do is they're going to piss and moan. And then hope that the next person that comes in changes their mind. And you're going to have a little pissing match for the next year, two, three, four years, however much longer DeSantis is governor. And it is what it is. What they're going to do is piss DeSantis off enough that he's already said, look, I'll just go ahead and bring in state inspectors and we'll start inspecting your rides. Because that hasn't happened. Think about that. Disney's been open for 50 years. Okay? And their rides don't have to be inspected by state inspectors. Their food, their stuff, nothing has to be inspected. It's all done unseen. It's done by Disney. They, they're their own government. How safe do you feel eating there or riding the rides? How many grandest like you hear about people dying? I get it, but I'm just saying. You're going to get to a point where you're going to piss this guy off enough that he's going to send his state inspectors and he's going to give them a list. If these eyes aren't dotted and these T's aren't crossed, Shut them the fuck down. Watch. Keep pushing them, Disney. I'm telling you. You might as well just say, shut the fuck up. Let bygones be bygones. And when he's gone, move on to the next one. 
That's just my personal opinion. So, why am I not dead set on DeSantis or Trump? Well, there's a new person who's throwing his name into the ring. I'm going to try and turn this up because he has kind of a distinctive voice. So the revolution, and, the, and of course, the Americans responded by dressing as Wampanoag Indians and boarding the British East India Company's ships and dumping the tea into the harbor. And that's when the British sent that troop over here to quell the rebellion. So that rebellion was in part against empire. But the spirit of that rebellion was a fury that that the colonists had against the merger, the corrupt merger of state and corporate power. I am... I'm here today to announce my candidacy for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. All right, that's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, why am I holding my decisions? It's kind of an interesting situation. He's a Democrat, I get it. But he's anti-establishment anti-WEF, anti-WHO, anti-vaccines. He's anti a lot of things. He's not your typical Democrat. It's going to be interesting. All I have to do is say this, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, Fortunately, I looked this up because I'd heard he was up for parole, but he's still in lockdown. So Sirhan Sirhan is still locked away, so you're safe for now. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, you can go back and listen to the Detom Files uh, RFK conspiracy theory show, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, interesting. Now he's running as a Democrat against poopy pants Joe Biden and possibly Gavin Newsom. That hasn't been announced yet, but interesting. And that's how, that's how I'm going to leave it. Interesting. Okay. So with that being said, guys, please. This is the end of the show. You're listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Subscribe. Follow the show. Share this with your friends. Whatever podcast app you're listening to. If you're listening to one that you can leave a review or a rating, please do so. Five star preferably. Like I said, follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America. Twitter is DTOM underscore 1775. If you're not on social media, that's fine. I won't chastise you because I don't blame you. The only reason I'm on there is for the show. Uh, follow us at Don't Tread on America.com. That's my website. And from there, uh, any of those situations, you can message the show. You can ask me questions. Send me news articles from your area. We'll dissect them. We'll break them down. And, uh, yeah. Share this with your friends, guys. Let's keep this thing going. With that being said, guys, it is April 19, 2023. And it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you guys again on Friday.